Hey, I'm Fred. And I'm Ed. And this is Create a Generation. Create a Generation of Hype. All right, welcome back to Create a Generation. This week we have another Q&A roulette. Federico, we also have something else. We have a new segment at the end. Stick around. Uh, Before we get started, if you like this podcast that we've put together for you, please let us know on Apple Podcasts by leaving a review. We'd love to hear what you think about it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right, we get asked tons and tons and tons of questions from uh, aspiring YouTube creators and top YouTube creators and TikTokers and who else? What knows? Content creators from every other platform, but mostly YouTubers. And we collect them. We put them on this magical spinning wheel. We spin them up and we answer them for you. How's that sound? Convoluted, but yeah, you got there in the we end. Just, we just, there's better ways to say everything. Anyway. All right. I'm going to spin the wheel and uh, I'm going to ask you a question first this time. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Number 12. No, it is number 63. All right. Oh. How do I make a great thumbnail for a video? Wow. Well, context. Making a great thumbnail is incredibly important because that's the thing that a human sees and decides to click on. So it's your packaging, it's your wrapping, it's your advertising, it's the enticing thing that gets people in. How do you make a a great thumbnail? Well, there's hours and hours and hours of uh, expert knowledge to impart on people, but I don't think they want that. Um, there's a few really best practice and I guess, um, like all rules, some are meant to be broken, but for most people, this is best practice. And that's simple things like having a face in it with eye contact, with clear emotion, um, making it, you know, clear what the video is about, right? Like, uh, what else we we got, Frederico? There's a whole bunch of rules. They're the main ones. Make it bright and stand out. Actually, make a custom thumbnail is probably a really good start. Like we see a lot of more videos than not by a lot on YouTube don't have a custom thumbnail. So that's a pretty good place to start. Um, and from a mechanics point of view, you don't have to be a Photoshop wizard or anything like that. You don't really have to know what you're doing. There's simple tools like Canva and there's a whole bunch of others that are free, that have templates and you can get on there and experiment and drag and drop things very, very simply. Um, That's probably the short answer. Mm. (laughs) Do we want a long answer? Um, Yeah, more or less. Uh, Yeah, you're you're right. Um, A thumbnail should always be custom. You should never just take a random one given to you. Basically, um, like you said, it's the reason why people click on the video um, in, a, in a lot of instances. Um, things like you know, focusing on faces, emotions, humans are attracted to that, so they typically will look to click on it. Um, good contrast in the background, so you can tell the background from the foreground. Uh, making sure it's relevant to the video, making sure it looks good at a small size is super mm-hmm. important because people see it on mobile devices predominantly. Um, yeah, and you're basically trying to make it as enticing as possible. You know, we give that analogy. You know, you're going down um, the cereal aisle of a supermarket. You know, often it's the boxes that are done the best that stand out to you. That's the same thing with a thumbnail. It's It's got to stand out amongst all the other thumbnails. So think carefully about that because it makes a world of difference. Mm. Make your thumbnail Fruit Loops. Mm. Or Cocoa Pops. I like mm-hmm. bright <laughs> yeah. And look, 
mean, there's well, a reason it, why it, it, creators, like the big creators, are doing that thing, yeah. like YouTube face, right? Like, if you're watching on YouTube, I just did it then. But you know, there's a reason why because it, you know those expression, big expressions of it connects with people and it, it elicits a response from people. Um, so yeah, there's a people click on it. That's right. Cool. All right. All right. Uh, I'll spin. All right. I'll get to. I'll get to do it. I get to. Do it. Ooh. Interesting one. How do I get more likes? I'll back that up. Yeah. Do you need more likes? Okay, cool. All right, so let's, That's my question. let's start with do you need more likes? Okay, so um, likes used to be, you know, in the olden days, a, a pretty strong indicator of, um, you know, uh, in how good the video was, I guess, um, for the system or the algorithms. I think that's moved on a little bit now. P, it's more able to understand other metrics like you know watch time, average percentage watched, um, and this idea of satisfaction that um, YouTube is now you know pretty focused on. Like how satisfied is someone with a video, um, of which a like is a, a small component. You know things like you know do they watch it um, fully? Do they watch another video in the series? Do they stay and watch all the stuff from the creator? All those things are important. So those are things I'd really be focusing on. But when you're talking about likes. Um, Generally, if um, a video appeals to someone, um, e- they click the like. But one thing to keep in mind is that everyone who likes you, as in if they like a video, doesn't necessarily click the like button, right? I enjoy tons of videos and I hardly ever press the like button. Um, so just keep that in mind. It's not necessarily indicated and that's why also YouTube does look at other aspects as well. But generally what I'd say is make the video as good as possible for that target audience, make it you know, really memorable, give it lots of moments that people go, oh, wow, wow, wow. And the more they do that, the more likely they are to like your video. Definitely. Hey, speaking of uh, likes, Frederico, yes, I was yeah. having a quick look at the the stats on the Grad Generation YouTube channel and our dislikes have gone up, according to TubeBuddy, uh, gone up by 325%. That's only 17 dislikes, but <laughs> is that... Um, is that you, me, us? What have we been doing wrong here, guys? Um, um, well, look, that is proportional, <laughs> right? So 17 dislikes when you had, you know, hardly any before is a huge increase. And yet proportionally, and people do get obsessed with these um, these ratios or, the, or these numbers. But remember, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a series of different things and it is all context-based. Yeah. 325% increase. No, I'm just joking. Oh, 17 <laughs> thumbs down. Whatever. Let's go. Uh... Spin you up. spin it. All right, let's do this. All right. We've got number 126. Huh. Is YouTube all luck? <laughs> uh, we'd be out of a job if it was. Mm. <laughs> um, and it would just be chaos. Uh, look, there's probably an element of luck, right? Like, um, But... What is it that that that's saying? And I'm going to cook it up. Everyone knows I'm going to cook it up. But what is luck is, uh, you know, the results of preparation and opportunity or something like that. <laughs> I don't know, right? But you got, to, <laughs> but you create your own luck, right? Like it by it, it's not luck. It's actually getting showing up and, and doing the work, and then you will be lucky enough for your content to uh, find its audience and and engage. It's not. It's not luck. Um, people work at it very hard. Um, some, you know, some find that success or their audience earlier, whatever the su- success is to them. 
or or uh, faster but no it's definitely there's potentially some luck in that right but you've got to create your own luck when it comes to youtube or tiktok or instagram or any other any other pursuit in the content sphere um you know there's also the saying that the harder you work the luckier you get kind of thing and that's yeah. no, that's true yeah that's it yeah, yeah. That so one too. you, yeah. you yeah, yeah. if you do work hard at your videos and you, you make a, a concerted effort to make them better quality videos and understand your audience you tend well to get luckier and get more views and you tend to grow better but um there's always an element of luck. Um, a lot of creators that we talk to who are established now, you know, their first couple of videos, they didn't always know what was happening. And sometimes they just hit the right vein and it did really well. Um, and it was the creators who then sat down and said, you know, why did that work? And how do I sort of build on that initial luck? Um, who've been successful now because they've kept building and building. It's the people who just say, oh, I did really well with that video. And then you know, put it down to nothing else, don't really go anywhere. So, yes, there is an element of luck too, but like I said, the harder you work, the luckier you get. All right, let's spin her up. All right. Okay, this is number 93. How much content is too much content? Ooh. Hmm. Well, <laughs> I guess it is completely dependent on the audience, right? So, uh there are some people who create, you know, over the span of their channels, and they have a couple of million subscribers who've only created, you know, 20, 30 bits of content. And they might be animators, for example, who, you know, it does take significant effort to make content. Um, but that's fine. That audience understands that and they're very happy with that and they'll subscribe. And then there are creators like vloggers who might have made thousands of bits of content and um, don't have as big a viewership, but, you know, the audience may still want that so it really is dependent on the audience the problem is that if the audience only has an appetite for so much and then you oversaturate that that is too much so eventually you'll be able to figure it out because sort of the more you put up of a, of a format that's consistent you'll be able to see if the viewership is good and people are watching more and more of it that's great if you start to find that people aren't watching as much or you know you can just see there's a bit of fatigue in it um you got to pare it back a bit but you know a lot of videos uh, a lot of a lot of creators put up you know anywhere from one video a week to one video a month. Um, that tends to be pretty good. And um, if the audience wants more, just give them a little bit more and try and find that sweet spot. Yeah, my philosophy on this is pretty simple. It's uh, too much content is when it's no longer valued or valuable, right? Mm. That's when it's too much. Um, you're either making it too frequently, like Fred said, or you're just not spending enough time to make it good enough. All right, one time, let's move it on. Um, oh, it's a technical one. 103. How should I set up my lighting? Oh, that's I'm the wrong person to ask answer that question. You definitely are the wrong person. <laughs> Terribly. <laughs> I don't know. You put a light over here and a light over there and three points and the other one. <laughs> Wave my arms around. Oh, I just experiment until it looks good. Like, I mean, I know the, the yeah, there's general philosophies, but I'm just, yeah, don't ask me technical lighting questions. Um, yeah. Well, I think you've sort of, I think you've you've uh, basically highlighted how I think a lot of people feel about lighting or know about lighting. It's like they don't really know much. They sort of use a um, a rough rule of thumb. I think things like the uh, phone cameras have spoiled them a little bit because they often are really good at you know creating decent lighting even when there's not that around. Um, mm-hmm. And that's fine. And using your phone is fantastic. And if you use that feature, and it looks good. Good on you. But um, you know there are other ways to improve lighting. Um, one of the easiest ways to to think about that as a first rule is to try and find a good broad source of lighting. That means you don't want something that's really intense and specific. You want something that's nice and broad, um, such as you know natural daylight, like being near a window, for example. Of course, that can 
vary because, you know, the sun changes, goes behind clouds, that kind of thing. Um, so otherwise, you want to set up a, a fairly straightforward lighting system. You don't want to make it too complicated. It's not like a film or, or TV. You just want to, like I said, create a nice, even look. Um, some people, if you're a fashion vlogger or a beauty vlogger, will use something like a ring light to create, you know, a nice... Uh, balanced look around the face with those rings in the eye. Um, often people will use things like soft boxes, which are nice broad lights, um, and set up one or two of those around. Like I said, the idea is to keep yourself, you know, covered in a broad source of light. Don't have to worry too much about those technical three-point setups or anything like that. Um, use that as a starting base, and then over time sort of try and perfect that to make it look the way you want to look, right? But start off simple, get that nice broad look, um, just cover yourself evenly, and that's probably a nice way to start. And then from there you can start experimenting. Uh, check out some of the uh, channels that, that look at this specifically. You know, there's some great ones. Um, Justin Brown does some great stuff uh, on Primal Video and talks about that. DSLR Shooter is a good one as well. Um, and there are some really good lighting tips they have on how to basically change it up and change the mood of your lighting as well. Good point. I typically, I did, you know, I typically use... A nice big window, or I use the 45, 45, 45. So I do know a little bit, but um, not much. Which is the you're talking about? Is. You're talking about the degrees, right? Not not not, degrees, a, not a weapon. Exactly. A what? Is a weapon? Is that a weapon? A 45 is like I'm not we're American, so we don't know. Is it like it's not a gun? I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe leaking. I don't know. Maybe leaking tell us. I don't know. Now I yeah. hope not, but they yeah. could be. Um, yeah. Let us know. Yeah. Is that a gun? Right. Um. <laughs> All right. Let's just, let's just let, do you want to explain that rule or do you want to move on? Nah, look, uh, we'll, um, we'll share it somewhere, somehow on one of our socials. Well, let me, let me, I'll, just, I'll just quickly explain the rule. All right. So in terms of the, that, that 45 degree rule, it's basically, you know, if you're looking directly in front of you, 45 degrees to the side, then 45 degrees up from the floor to the roof and then angle down 45 degrees to the light. And that will basically cover one part of you in a nice broad source of light and that's basically what you're referring to exactly like the sun in the perfect spot <laughs> the sun is not a good example <laughs> of the 45 degree rule i'm joking <laughs> uh, anyway. all right all right where are we going whose turn what's going on i'm so confused you're asking oh brilliant okay all right number 123 look at this is there an optimal number of words to use in a title well, there is a, a maximum limit. Um, I've seen some really long titles do well. Um, generally, you know, short, sharp, and clear is easy for like a humans to look at. Um, they look at it and they're like, oh, that's great. I understand that. That's fantastic. That's probably more enticing when you tend to overburden a title with lots and lots of words um, and characters. That can come a little bit more confusing and that might, you know, people might look straight past it where there's a nice, clear um, title. Maybe there's a question involved. People are more likely to look at it. Um also consider, you know, where a uh, title might get cut off depending on the device you're looking at it um, on. Um, so you don't want to make really, really long titles, effectively. Cool. And I'm down with that. Actually, you know what, Ant, that, that is the uh, – we've actually run out of time. So you wanna, do, you wanna, do you want to talk about your special segment you've been – Oh, having? my special segment. We have a new segment. Yes. Very first time. I'm very excited. Fred is on board because I'm making him do it, but I'm calling it Something about going down the rabbit hole. So let's call it that. That's the working title. We're going down the rabbit hole. And pretty simple, Frederico. Mm. The internet is full of content rabbit holes. Where have you gone down a rabbit hole lately? That's what I want to know. Me? Yeah. Or the audience? Oh, uh, hmm. 
what channel did you end up and where you did not expect? Well, I can't see uh, the funny thing is algorithmically, it's sort of it's understanding what I'm liking and I keep going down the same spot just deeper into that level of content. I've been um looking at I know this sounds really geeky, but um uh how, how different types of navigation in aircraft. Um, and understanding the different types of navigation. And I started off with like a you know, basic explanation and then I ended up three or four hours later down some very, very specific um, you know, radio navigation and you know, all sorts of trigonometry and aspects around that. And I was like, wow, that really got involved real fast. But, but I actually learned a new skill um, from that and I was uh, trying to teach someone the other day who thought I was insane. But that's sort of where I ended up. So you don't use Google Maps in your car, you use uh, complicated aeronautical <laughs> navigation systems? Well, in the car, Google Maps is fine, but you can't really use Google Maps in the air that easily. So, yeah. All right. Is there a channel that you've, you've, you've gone down the rabbit yeah. hole and stuck with? Uh, aviation 101 is a really great channel. If you're into you know, general aviation, I find it to be uh, amazing. Yeah. Awesome. All right. I've got one. Um, did not expect to go there. There's one called Count... Dankula. Um, he's a Scottish, Scottish comedian, like 700 and something thousand subs. And the way I found him was, again, I was looking at, I was just diving into the tube buddy on a YouTube channel. Where I was a bit depressed after seeing the 325% increase in dislikes. <laughs> and then I saw like, you know, there's this the thing that's like, uh, what is it? It's like traffic sources, right? And then there's related, uh, Related videos, related sources, and there was this one video from this this creator, and I had you know I can't remember what it was what the chat the video was called, but I thought I'd click on it, and have a look, and then I ended up just um, down the rabbit hole with Count Dankula, and he's uh, the way he describes his channel, and it's very accurately describes it: offensive social commentary in an accent you won't understand, and skits that will get people thrown in jail. Um, He's a Scottish guy, so you really can't understand what he's saying a lot of the time. He is quite funny. He does push the limits, and he did get arrested for one of the videos that he made. So it's very accurate. Mm. Um, but did go. I went down the rabbit hole with him on his series. Um, what is it? I've got it written down. Matt, the absolute mad lads, um, where he gets like profiles, Matt, like really mad, mad people from bits of history that have done mad things that people like Uday Amin, uh, no, Uday Hussein, Um, Australia's own Chopper Reed, who was a uh, notorious and entertaining criminal, Um, and even the guy who uh, created Silk Road. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. Down the rabbit hole with him. Anyway. That's that's a nice idea for a segment, the old uh, rabbit hole. Let's let's do that again soon. (laughs) (laughs) an overwhelmingly positive response oh let us know if you like it or give us a thumbs down all right (laughs) all right well that's all the time we have uh this week uh we will see you very soon for another q a roulette bye see ya